Hello and welcome back to the Uninformed Podcast. I am your host, Jared, and I'm gathered with Ethan. What's up, buddy? Oh, what is up, dude? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, I'm glad you're good. I'm also with Zach. Hey, Jared. How's it going? What's up, buddy? Hey, hey things are great. Life <laughs> is good. And Jonah. hey Let me tell you, that that gets me going. I love it. Does it really? Uh, well. hey no! Oh, it's like an alarm sound when you wake up in the morning. hey Oh, that was good. I, Tish, I heard something discernible come out of your mouth. No, I said it was like an alarm sound when you wake up in the morning, but it's a good alarm sound. Okay, okay. Um, so, what's up, guys? I, I sent you guys a text message today, and I said, who Did wants you? to work out? And who worked out Whoa. with me? Or did I work out by myself? No, I work out with oh. you, but not today. I, well, we're talking about today, buddy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't work out with test. you today. You were all alone, like yeah. a little loner, yeah. little loser, little loner. I knew that was a test Yeah, other people too. have lives, uh, Jared. I was going to make an excuse and say, oh, well, I, I got to work, and then which I did. But I wasn't going to go anyway. So I was like, nah, I'm not even going to make up an excuse because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to go anyway. Ethan, what did you do instead of going to the gym? Uh, my girlfriend and I are watching Lost. We watched Lost. Why in the world would you watch Lost? Any TV show you throw a dart at is better than Lost. Wait, are you serious? A thousand percent, dude. Dude, Lost is like my what? favorite show ever. <laughs> yeah. Lost is kind of fun. Have you seen it all the way It's a good time. Through? It can be. Have what? you seen it all the way through? Yeah, multiple times. What? She hasn't. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. Oh, jeez. Right, Jonah hates so it any, for so one episode. Is that what it is, Jonah? Okay. You hate with it from those the, emotions, the last part? With those emotions, we now know how Jonah feels how Ethan spent his evening instead of the gym. Tish, what did you do, man? Yeah, Jonah feels lost. I feel like... I asked you a question. <laughs> hey, I was taking trying to do a segue. Uh, it's all right. Uh, uh, well... I feel like I was happy, more relieved after work. Uh, we all celebrated after a tumultuous time. Uh, That's good for he went out and Busy got time. schnockered at the bar. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was yeah, relaxing. Yeah, yeah. Shit the crap. We have talked about that. Jonah, what did you do instead of going to the gym? Oh, I, I was at work, baby. Well, okay. Now that, I okay. Valid. At 7 o'clock? Yeah. Listen, when you're in the customer oh, okay. service oh. world... Uh, there is no end, but uh, specifically, oh. I was selling cars. So yes, I I was at work until like seven fifteen. You're too busy making money. Yeah, hey <laughs> There you go. Let me say this: one would say it would probably take a lot of willpower to consistently go to the gym throughout the week. Correct. Correct, Amundo. Yep. Sure. So. We are going to talk about someone who has a... Willpower. Willpower. First name Will, last name Power, yep. That's a that's an indie driver. It is. Will Powers. And it's my favorite indie driver. Um, really? No, my favorite <laughs> is uh, Maxi Boy. Um, that's Formula One. Oh, well, uh, I don't know anything about anything. Hey, there. listen, you like Lost. You don't have a single <laughs> leg to stand on. <laughs> I can't believe you don't. Yeah. So our, our options, instead of the gym, which we all actively strive to work out a bit, we chose to watch Lost, to drink with friends, and then work. Um, but none of us 
minus myself, <laughs> humble brag, went to the gym today. Um, wow. So this is just a small example of willpower, how even the smallest things, it can be hard to do that within our life. And today we're going to be talking about somebody who cut off his own arm. I which know this. One could say it would take a lot of willpower, much more than just going to the gym. Can I? Well, if it's going to ruin your thing, but can I take a guess who this, who you're talking about? Please, it won't ruin it. Okay, so I don't know the guy's name, Dave but Franco. basically, well, well, exactly. James Franco played this guy in a movie who is like I don't know, mountain climbing or hiking through the mountains, and basically gets pinned. Uh, you know, a boulder pins himself, and he either dies there or he cuts off his arm. Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? He's looking for a $5 million treasure. In the yeah, Rockies. there's something along those lines. What a plug. Yeah, that's a great plug. That That's a great wow. segue now. The film is called 127 Hours. It features one of the Franco brothers, and it's based on a true story. So the guy's real name is Aaron Lee Ralston. He is a Carnegie Mellon alumni. Oh. Right next to our hometown. So. Well, really? Mm-hmm. I live right here. Yeah. Oh uh, well. Well, we don't want to give too much info, actually, where we live. So let's just forget about it. everyone listening. Forget what I just <laughs> cut said. that out. Don't worry. Nah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Trust me. They found out you watch Lost. Nobody's looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> Aaron Lee Ralston, born October twenty seventh, nineteen seventy five. Jonah, quick. What's his Gemini? What's his horoscope? <laughs> It's Gemini. <laughs> Gemini. What is this Gemini? Uh, Gemini. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. Bingo. I gave it away. Hey-o! Put down your beer. All right. This guy, he was an American mountaineer, a mechanical engineer, a motivational speaker. Oh, same. Mm-hmm. Oh, same. This could be Ethan I'm Wait, talking about, but it's not. No way. And he's mainly known for surviving a cannoneering accident by cutting off part of his right arm. What is a cannoneering <laughs> I'm glad you asked. If you listen to the next 10 to 12 minutes, I will go oh, perfect. into okay. detail. I jumped a gun. Sorry. Let's go. Oh, no, you're good. So in 2003, the month doesn't matter, but it's April, during a solo descent of Blue John Canyon in southeastern Utah, he dislodged a boulder, pinning his right wrist to the side of a canyon wall. After five days, he had to break his forearm in order to amputate it with a dull pocket knife to break free. Oh, Make his way through the rest of the canyon, rappel down a 65-foot drop, Jeez. and hike seven miles to safety. Oh, So, willpower. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd say it takes so. a lot of strength to willpower, for sure. That's almost... That's impossible. That's, uh, makes you feel embarrassed about skipping the gym today and making me go by myself, huh? Oh, you're trying to use that against us. I see what you're saying. I'm just saying, next time I ask, you know, just say yes. You know. Oh, like, so you're saying next that. time we'll think of that guy from 127 Hours, the Aaron guy you brought up, and then if we don't go to the gym, we're going to feel sorry for ourselves because we don't have willpower. For those of you still listening, you can clearly tell how schnockered Tish was. <laughs> still from the bar. <laughs> oh, God. And with that, guys... We are going to take a short ad break and then we will be back. This episode of the Uninformed Podcast is brought to you by Depends, the best adult diapers there is. Depends, high performing waistband to stay in place. 
Yeah, but you get depend on depends. Depends. You can depend on depends. Depends has not sponsored this. So hopefully if Depends, or anybody who works for Depends is listening, reach out to our social media team. They will be in touch. Thank you. Thank you to all of our loyal listeners for listening to The Uninformed Podcast. We want to thank you for listening and watching us grow over the last year of our podcast. For anybody who's made it this far into our tenure as The Uninformed Podcast, we would like to pay you a special shout out and thank you. Please go to our Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter page, like, subscribe, and comment with the hashtag The Uninformed Podcast. We will send you a private DM and uh, there might be some merch waiting for you, uh, as well as a shout out on one of our future episodes. So thank you. We would not be anywhere without you. We have been steadily growing, and uh, we continue to do this for you guys. So please give us a shout-out in our DMs, and thank you, because like I said, we would be nowhere without you. The Uninformed Podcast. (laughs) And now, back to our regularly scheduled program. Take it away, Jay. Oh, shoot. I think I played the wrong ad. But anyway, back with the program. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's get a little more into it. So, Ralston had been climbing the narrow canyons of Utah alone when a dislodged boulder fell on his right arm and it trapped him against a rock. He was entombed in the wilderness carrying a small rucksack, a.k.a. a backpack, whatever you want to call it, with just one liter of water two burritos and a few chunks of chocolate which sounds like half the food i eat in one day's time Hmm. he had headphones and a video camera but no mobile phone and no reception there anyway and the biggest mistake this guy made which as boy scouts we all know this buddy system be prepared or tell people where you're going which he did not tell a single soul he just went out there and he was quite the adventurous uh character he then spent the next few days chipping away at the 800 pound rock and eventually he entered a state of delirium where he was forced to cut off his trapped arm with a small knife off of a cheap multi-tool kit zach you've used those small little multi-tools before what would you say about them uh they're very efficient because like you said they have multi-tools they have uh they have a little tiny pocket knife, medium size, large pocket knife, and they also have uh, little pliers. He's they, they, the they have, now. Obviously, it's a multi-tool, so it's very capable in a lot of instances. Jonah, you're an Eagle Scout. You've oh, used God. these before to try to start fires. What would you say about these small multi-tools? Jeez. Yeah, have you ever heard the expression, Jack of all trades, master of none? That basically stems from these multi-tools. They do a little bit of everything, but they're not great at one thing. If you've ever tried to use the knife from a multi-tool, you're not even you're barely cutting through a slice of bread with those things. <laughs> yet yet alone flesh and muscle and bone, I could not imagine. So when this guy, uh, you know, he's trapped under this rock, when his blunt knife pierced his skin and he came to rest against the solid bone, uh, if if gross gruesome stuff, uh, bothers you i would say tune out now because uh it gets a little bit worse 
So whenever the knife entered and it touched against Saul's bone, he said, there's no way I can perform this amputation on my arm to save my life. Can I take a wild guess? At some point, there's probably a putrid smell involved. Mm-hmm. There sure is. Vile and putrid. That's a good guess. Sounds like you've done it before. Um... <laughs> Well, have you ever that had a cut? Kind of gross, you, Jared. Like you can almost smell the blood. Like you get it on your hands, you can smell the blood. Like the bile. Yeah, well, well <laughs> we're, we're not cutting bile. into the bile Rested. here in the arm, but a quote from him. He said, "I'm like what the? I take my knife and I'm poking a bit more, and the knife just slips into the meat of my thumb, like it's going into room temperature butter. My hand has almost jellified. The knife tip goes in." And psst, what Jonah said, the gases from decomposition escape, and there's this putrid smell. Again, <laughs> what Jonah said, pretty good. I go into this rage. I'm in this hyper-emotional state after all this reg- regimented discipline to keep it together. And in this moment, when I'm trying to rip my arm out from the rock, I feel it bend and it stops me. That's it. I can use the boulder to break my bones. So that's the emotions that he gathered that he wrote in his autobiography afterwards um, when he survives this incident. Um, so this uh, moment, it led him to, rather than use calm logic, he then used emotion to then deliberately snap the bones in his arm by launching himself uh, against the boulder, which then he was able to snap his arm and then cut through the limb with his blunt knife. Oh, oh. Uh, ah, somebody help me listening to this story to me it's so unreal trying to picture myself in this guy's circumstances I'm, I'm sure if you feel the pressure of a life and death situation people can accomplish amazing feats I don't know that I could cut through a, a limb on my body in order to survive I feel like I could break an arm or a leg if need be but the idea of having to then cut it off you know you snap your arm you put it in a cast it heals up but to actually cut it off and and I, it's just crazy yeah to try and wrap your head around that yeah it's it's ridiculous it, the only thing i can i mean i can't relate to it but the, what it makes me think of is is saw <laughs> Because I, I love the Saw yeah, franchise, like but that's that going through those emotions. It's so gruesome and it's uh, it's unfathomable, unfathomable to me to picture. Like it's it's ridiculous. It's insane. That's raunchy. Yeah, very, <laughs> very gory. It is. So a year before this accident, this guy quit his job as an engineer because he had a dream of climbing all of Colorado's all the peaks oh, over yeah. fourteen thousand feet. Yeah, Ethan, you're an engineer. Would you quit your job to climb all fourteen? Yeah, that's like a that's like a big accomplishment for for climbers. It was in that book, uh, Mount Between Us. He, the main character is climbing all fourteen. Fourteeners, they're called. Yeah, it's exactly like a fourteeners. Let yeah. me tell you, if I knew there was five million in treasure buried in one of those mountains, I'd climb all. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. So in 2003, that's when he started canyoning in Utah. So he would navigate the narrow passages of the Blue John with a mixture of free climbing, daring jumps, and climbing with ropes. So not free climbing, aka without ropes. He was negotiating a 10-foot drop in a 3-foot wide canyon, listening to his favorite band, Fish. I've never heard of them, but 
but I'm sure they're great. Or maybe not, because he fell off. When he dislodged a boulder no. that he thought was stable. <laughs> I, I'm sorry if you're listening to this. Uh, Fish. Fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he said, I go from being out on a lark in a beautiful place and just being so happy and carefree to like, oh, poop. I fell a few feet in slow motion. I look up and the boulder is coming and I put my hands up to try to push myself away and it collides and crushes my right hand. So that's the first moment that he actually saw it coming down and crushing him. The next second, that's when the pain struck. So he compared it to if you've ever got your finger stuck in a door he said it was a hundred times worse than that. He's oh yeah yeah. He said that it went on for forty five minutes of just that finger stuck in a door that that it felt that high of a pain for that long. Really. Mm-hmm. Wow. Which is probably at that point when the adrenaline started to come down a little bit and his body started regulating different. Well, you uh, yeah. Look, I'm in no position to to judge the guy or counterdict anything uh, or counteract anything he's saying but you would think there'd be that initial pain it would wear it would feel less and then once the adrenaline wore off it would get worse again mm-hmm. that's was- crazy though 45 minutes that's a long time man it is <laughs> that's a really long time so after that 45 minutes he then grabbed his water bottle he drank a bit and after a while, he realized, okay, uh, I can actually think clearly. I'm stuck here. I need to figure out what I want to do. I can't be chugging all my water right now. This is a stop, think, observe kind of plan. And I need to problem solve my way to get out of here. So at first, he thought suicide, which he then ruled that out. But then that's when the alternative came to him. And it was like, this boulder is not going anywhere. I'm going to have to cut my arm off. So he spent two days before jumping to that one, just trying to chip away at the rock with the knife that he had on his multi-tool. And then he also tried thinking um, of a system of hanging ropes and pulleys with the rock so he could hoist the boulder and then pull his arm out from it. But because it's climbing rope, if you've ever used it before, there's a bit of stretch to the actual ropes and it makes it hard to actually hoist something up because then the ropes just kept mm-hmm. slipping right off of that. Mm. After trying all of that on the fifth day, he's been stuck there. He's ate both his burritos, his chocolate, and all of his water. He then decided, okay, I'm just going to die. I'm stuck here. This is okay. When he began to hallucinate and he saw a little boy playing with a ball and this overwhelming sense of emotions just came over him, where it was like, I see my kid, I don't have a wife right now, but I see my kid, and that's gonna be me playing with my kid. So wow. these thoughts of suicide, to then cutting off his arm, to then I'm just gonna die here, then he came back and said, I have to do whatever I have to do, and I'm gonna cut my arm off. So the next morning, that rage and his revelation, that's when he came to what I said before, where it's like, okay, I can fling my arm against this boulder and snap my arm. So once he snapped it, he then used his multi-tool and he started cutting at the arm because at this point it was dull from chipping at the boulder for so long. And then he used the pliers part of it to cut the tendons in his arm piece by piece. And 
this took him about an hour to slowly do it, which he recalls as one of the most agonizing pains in his life, which oh, I can imagine. I'm cringing listening to this. Yeah. And while he's doing this, he's also thinking about, okay, so I'm cutting my arm off. There's a chance I could bleed out and I'm going to die down here. Like, what do I have to do? So he calculated that it would take about 10 hours to find medical help. He's going to bleed to death. But uh, he made it out after this. So he used pieces of his climbing kit as a tourniquet. And then he strapped himself up and he scaled. Keep in mind, he just cut off uh, one arm. Which, if you see pictures of this guy now, you can see uh, where he cut his arm at, right below the elbow. But he scaled a a 65-foot cliff and escaped the canyon. Um, I couldn't... Trying to think about that with two arms sounds difficult. Trying to do it after going through that with one arm sounds almost impossible. Hey, Jared, do you know which, which arm got caught? Was it left or right? I think it was right based on pictures. I thought you, I thought you said it was his right. I think it was right. And is he is he was he right handed? Most people most people are. Oh, that's a fantastic question. I I. But let's just let's just let's just pretend that he was because it's possible or it's likely I guess. But just think like how you know unskilled you are with your left hand and you have to go in there with a knife and like get all these tendons for hours. Oh, yeah. You know, cutting that up with with your left hand, like you can't even write your name with your left hand. You're terrible. While attitude. feeling all that pain too, so mm, you know yeah. you're probably shaking, shivering, like in an intense emotional and physical pain. Yeah, and then and shock, then to yeah. use your non dominant hand, which most people can't, like you said, can't even write their name with. Yeah, while blood's coming out as well, so you have yeah. that fear of I'm gonna die this way while I'm trying to save my life. Yeah, that's that's. I didn't even think of that. That's a great uh, epiphany by you, Ethan, to think about that. Hey, Ethan, I, so I've seen Lost. Has anything like this ever happened on Lost? Um, I mean, there's, like, yeah, traumatic uh, events, like, physical, where people get crushed, their limbs get crushed, or they fall off of a cliff, or they're in some pretty severe... Uh, physical trauma but not this particular arm getting caught in a canyon what no but so spoiler alert if you haven't seen lost tune out now three two one (laughs) (laughs) uh didn't uh jack try to cut off boone's leg with like a uh some part of the airplane because he had like compartment syndrome in his leg and he ended up passing away but he was going to cut it off because of the intense pain yeah yeah, he fell off of a cliff and got crushed. His leg got crushed by something that fell off the cliff with him. And Jack tried to save him, but uh, all the blood pulled to his leg. So the only way to save him would have been to cut off the leg. But then right before he was about to cut it off, Boone said, Uh-uh-uh, I die like a man. I don't die like a little wussy boy. <laughs> I, that's, I, didn't, I never realized Boone was Russian in that. <laughs> <laughs> so after he scaled up the 65-foot cliff to escape the clanion, Clanion. The canyon. canyon. After he scaled the 65 foot. Oh, goodness. After he managed to scale the 65 foot cliff to escape the canyon, he was exposed to the fierce sun and he was finally found by three Dutch tourists who then gave him water and helped him stagger on before he was picked up by a search and rescue helicopter. They were dispatched by their family to look for him. At this point, in case you cannot guess, that is when he took the helicopter ride 
and the rest of his life went on and he went on to do good things he became a motivational speaker um and he's still doing quite well today he ended up getting married and having that kid that he envisioned whenever he was pinned underneath the boulder um that kind of inspired him to to come out his hypothetical kid so this is a story about willpower you guys got any questions for me no i have a comment i love it you want to say it i think that you know if you're faced with either just sitting there and dying or doing a small task to uh get out of there i would do that small task to get out of there do you so actual question do you actually think you could cut off your own arm to save your life I don't know. I don't think any. I think it's one of those things where you don't know who you really are until you stare down the barrel of the gun. Like literally, all of us are just keyboard warriors right now because none of us have ever been in something that intense. And so anybody, anybody's opinion, especially Zach's right now, but anybody's opinion here is going to not mean anything. <laughs> you know, I'm just that kidding was with you, Zach. What's your? Uh, it was funny because I've I've thought about you know this thought's been in the back of my head for a while now. I've always <laughs> wanted to. No, not that thought, but Wait, what? What, I'm, I'm trying, no, what I'm trying to get to is I've always wanted to climb, like, Mount Himalayas. I think I brought it up to you guys uh, a few times, um, but I would not. Do you like the Himalayas, or do you plan on climbing? No, I the... said climbing, yes, climbing. Okay. They're climbing Mount Himalayas or, like, a very climb tall mountain range, uh, such as the Himalayas, so, or Mount Fuji, one of those that are supposedly very dangerous but i can tell you're very it's knowledgeable a, based on the amount of mountains you just named well i know a few he's got two so two. far there there are there are a lot more out there for sure <laughs> keep naming them keep naming them. we we don't credit we don't give you credit until you just name a lot of mountains <laughs> oh, so, so you want to climb mount lesser, kilimanjaro that's another one so you want to climb lesser mountains you like you don't want to go for everest like the the mountain the mount mountains. everest is another one yeah you want to you want to yeah. climb like mountains five six and seven <laughs> <the mountains>. <laughs> wait what did you say Jer- jonah you named every every mountain you could think of besides everest so you don't really want to climb like the mountain the mountains you just want to climb like mountains 11 12 and 13 on the hardest mountains list uh well I I don't think that's the case I think I've always wanted to at least climb a mountain whether that's Mount Everest I <laughs> I would like to do that uh, with someone or a group of people I would definitely not want to do that by myself because would you do it with your partner uh, potentially I mean it, it would would it'd you be let t- her cut off your arm off. I mean if it come to that if it was either that or say or me dying I'd rather cut my arm off. Would you rather her cut your arm off or yourself cut your arm off? I'd rather me do it. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because that's me shaping my arm and knowing where to cut. On the other (laughs) hand, though, if you do it yourself, Uh. you are painfully aware of what you are doing and making a conscious decision. Whereas if you know you have to cut your arm off to live, but you can look away, you cannot look at it, and you just like you know it has to happen. I feel like it would be easier to let somebody else do it as long as you've mentally accepted that's the only possible solution for your problem. I think it would be way easier to let somebody else cut it off than for you to cut it off yourself. 
because it's it goes against every human instinct to 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 do self harm to yourself. Like that's a basic biological mm-hmm. um, need to not help harm yourself for most healthy individuals. So I feel like that that alone is uh, an, a very interesting thought by you. Yeah, I mean that's fair. For me, my thought is like. I'd rather do it myself because I it's my arm and I'd if I screw it up then I blame myself and not anyone else and I think if in I mean I I don't know because I'm not in that situation but my guess is um, if I wanted to survive I would do anything to survive as like the last instinct or that adrenaline rush would push me through to um, push past dying and survive so um, but also. Uh, in my lifetime, I would love to climb at least one mountain, no matter what it is, and I would love to do it with a group of people such as the crew from the Uninformed Podcast because I think it would be a great journey to do, and I would not want to go through an experience like Aaron from 127 Hours. So, alone. Yeah, alone. Would you let one of us cut your arm off? Uh, well, <laughs> I mean... Uh, possibly i mean uh, whoa so wait we hold a higher stake in your mind than you no well that's you would you wouldn't let i, I mean i don't know i mean it's us. hard for me to say because i'm not in that position so zach you wouldn't even let me give you stitches after you cut your knee <laughs> at jonah's bachelor party no, oh, no God. Way. It, it wasn't even my bachelor party. Hey, i it considered was a, it it was the night before my wedding you gashed your knee open in the pool the night before my wedding and you were like oh, i don't have health insurance this is gonna cost a lot i was like let us stitch it up and you were like no my knee's gonna fall off <laughs> yeah that happened <laughs> <laughs> no but that was uh, a bloody mess for sure uh yeah they shut the pool the- down for like three days <laughs> no they wait no way they did There's they no had way. to get all the blood and bowel out of it from you <laughs> I didn't realize I bled that much. <laughs> I bleed enough for this podcast, but not for the poll. Bro, you had to get a transfusion. You lost so much blood. What are you talking about? I can't remember. I've lost memory. Exactly. Did, didn't you ask to go to McDonald's on your way to the hospital, too? You were like, man, I could really eat right now. Hey, I could have been happy. I could have happened. I don't think so. What happened, Jared? I think this is what happened. I had plans on writing my best man speech that night. We started playing Marco Polo. Someone cut his knee open. I took him to the hospital. And next thing you know, two and a half hours later, I'm still in my car. And we finally go back. And (laughs) no best man speech was wrote. And I got like two hours of sleep. (laughs) I, I I will say, though, the best man speech ended up being very good the next day. And to Zach's credit, with seven stitches or whatever it was, he would not be denied or kicked off the dance floor. That man with a swollen knee, a bad leg, couldn't move, and he was giving it his all. I'm sure the alcohol helped a ton. I saw the keg stand, Zach. You killed it. But you you would not be denied that night. And I appreciate your perseverance in trying to dance at my wedding. Well, you know what it was? It was the willpower. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There you go. Full circle. Full circle. I also had great friends behind me to support me, too. (laughs) It's very true. Yeah. I'm going to take some willpower. I don't want to do it. But I'm going to end this episode. Oh, no. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And as always... The Uninformed Podcast. We'll see you next time.
Peace out. Bad to the bone. <laughs> <laughs> Rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs>